Let's go. Six Pack Double Feature with your hosts. I'm not Nathan. I'm not Travis. Hey, there you guys are. Join Nathan and Travis as they pair and compare your favorite and not so favorite movies. If it was on the shelf at your local video store, it's fair game. Grab a cold one and let's do this. It's the mature thing to do. It's Six Pack Double Feature. Kid said, "Was that from Pepsi? Is it Pepsi? I, or, you put it in there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, guess. I feel like we possibly even talked about I this did. previous, yeah. and I wasn't <laughs> sure what it was from. Newsflash: I haven't edited it. Yeah, I, I figured this much. I was editing when you got here this morning. No, I'm just saying, not that one though. It was another one. The earlier pick six. It's already aired. That I hope you enjoyed. Wasn't it great? Our send off, and it was mature. pick six. And it was mature." It was the mature thing to do. What we that? weren't mature. No. Fart jokes and dick joke stuff. What's that you're drinking? The uh, official unofficial beer of six pack double feature, uh, Cold Narragansett. Oh! These are the good hours the time for Gansett. Narragansett lager beer. I'm actually uh, not drinking a beer this morning. I don't. I didn't want a beer, but it's a little. It's it's a little early, but there is. I don't care. There is uh, coffee liqueur in my coffee I'm drinking over here, so it is leaded. It just seemed to be number one. It's since it's our official unofficial beer, but oh, also sure. this is the one that Quint crushes in Jaws. So, sure, I mean, and that's uh, what we're talking about today, gang. A pair of uh, Steven Spielberg. Monster movies. Oh, I, I do talk about that they, later. They're, they're definitely that. It's uh, arguably the first blockbuster, and um, arguably his last blockbuster. Yeah, it's not a bad way of looking at it. Yeah, eighteen years apart. I mean, he's had other ones in between those. Obviously, yeah, he's done. But, he's he's but done all right. He's, yeah, he's done okay. I think Stevie's going to be all he's right. Gonna be okay. he, he's going to be. He doesn't his need his our kids, support. Kids, 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 kids are going to be okay. <laughs> I always go. I wonder what his net worth is. I'm like, I don't want to see what his net worth is. He it's, made he made 250 million just on Jaws <laughs> or just on Jurassic Park. Golly Moses! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was 1993 money. So, I think he's doing okay. <laughs> he's doing okay. He could be. I wonder be, how much he just pulls with his name on all of just what was. All of the other franchise Jaws, not Jaws, but Jurassic Park movies alone. I mean, sure. Geez. And then what he makes off the back end of indie and yeah. any touch he has of Star Wars. Yeah, it would or, be fun to do uh, right like a real life James Bond, fucking played by Idris Elba, where the Bond villains are like uh, Elon Musk would be one, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> like Hollywood mogul kind of uh, thing. Not, or? not so much moguls, but like. People with the amount of money to do shit bomb villains, <laughs> okay. do, but real life versions of that, like Elon Musk. Come on, I mean that dude is one bad breakup from actually being a Bond villain. Mm-hmm. It just takes one thing to kick him into overdrive, and then Stevie's got enough money to do it. I think Stevie's motivation would be uh, kind of akin to that shitty second Pierce Brosnan movie where the guy's making the news. Tomorrow never dies. Yeah, but yeah. Spielberg does all this shit clandestinely uh, sets all these things into motion and then he's making movies about it. 
like five years after the fact. Maybe he has a time machine and he's actually the architect of the Third Reich and that's why he's made all those World War II Nazi movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm implying that he killed millions of Jews so he could make money on the death of millions of Jews. Wow. Well, we're starting off dark here. <laughs> Didn't intend to. <laughs> How about a trailer? <laughs> Don't miss All in the Family. Tomorrow at 5. Tonight, an ABC Sunday night movie special. Come on in the water! Tonight, the most exciting movie ever made comes to television. <laughs> the movie that made motion picture history. Oh, this is not a boat accident. It was a shark. Tonight, get ready for Jaws. It's a killer, it's a man-eater. He's going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, and the biggest adventure ever. You're going to need a bigger boat. This shark swallow you whole. The first time on television. ready for Jaws. That's a great trailer, but it just drops off at the end right there. Yeah, because it just started. You see the shark come out, and then it... What year was that? I think it was released in 79 The for a first network television premiere. Okay. So it was four years, give or take. Yeah. That's not bad. No. It would still... For a movie that big, I would think it would still be pretty... Pretty popular floating around in the mainstream, no pun intended. Um, By 79, two had come out, I think, in 78. So I, so there's... Sure. But, I mean... I talk about Jaws 2 a little bit here. We'll, we'll get into that um, later. But. I think what's funny is just... And I think we've talked about it before. It's just imagine... Go back 40, 45 years and... You don't have the instant gratification of watching something whenever you want to no. yet. And so you either saw it in the theater. Fuck, you couldn't even go rent it. Yeah. At, in 79, it was rare yeah. to rent anything yet. It was just, you were thinking about, hey. HBO wasn't a thing yet either. Or it just started and only the uber rich probably had it. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, but you just think about how either you saw it in the theater you maybe saw it in a re-release because I'm sure they probably did a re-release right before they did Jaws two. Okay. Um, when it would have played back then, it would have it played, played for all a year. Fucking yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it's so weird having to realign your brain for those that may be listening to think, well, I can just watch whatever movie I mean. Now, especially after COVID, and it's like it's in the theater two weeks later. It's available for digital on demand. You're like, yeah. Uh, okay. I want it now. I want it now. And it's like, you didn't get it now. Like, and I was going to go see Renfield in the theater. Like, a uh, friend of the show, Jeff Cullum, and I, we go see, like, the weird movies. Right. You go and saw Nope, right? Is that what you did yeah, last year? Uh, well, we saw Nope and then uh, the Batman. Not that the Batman's weird. But, but yeah. He's got, like, a couple of different friends. Like, he and his friend Will. Will's my friend, too. But um, they go see, like, the Marvel movies. But then, like the weird Marvel movies, like Venom, uh, the the side ones, you yeah, know, uh, 
the the 99 cent comic issues those are the ones that uh, jeff and i typically go see um we'll also go see um like a star war or whatever but uh i was gonna see if he wanted to go check out renfield within a couple of weeks it was like it's already on my tv and i'm like oh, it's not probably not gonna watch that now because <laughs> renfield looked like one you'd want to see in the theater it looked fun it did and i'll be honest with you i'll once it drops digitally, but you still have to pay like the theater price. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'll wait like until it's six bucks, and then I'll rent it then because and, and I'm I, twenty dollars to rent, and I know twenty five to own. You're like, I know the idea behind it is like, hey, you can, you know, you're gonna have to pay for it, but you can you can watch this naked if you want. And it's like <laughs> newsflash to you, man. I watch the movies naked in the theater anyway. <laughs> you just, just didn't know. <laughs> I just wear an overcoat until I get in there and sit down, and then it's balls out, my whole balls. Out. All two of them. All both. <laughs> Did you watch that Jaws presentation on TV? No, I was too young at that time. In 79, I was four. Ah. Um, yeah. And I had not. I didn't know of Jaws yet. But How old were you the first time you saw it? I was probably, let me wrote down here, I was likely probably 10 or 11. Uh, will be my guess. Uh, I had become fascinated with wanting to see this movie at some point in this general time frame of probably mid 80s i'm gonna assume um and i distinctly remember having a conversation with my dad one day when we were driving down to huntington beach to go see my grandpa for the day or for the weekend or or whatever and i re i remember him like laying out like kind of the story structure of what happens i guess to prepare me for the scary stuff that i was eventually going to see and what's funny is when I bring it up with my dad now, he has no recollection of that at oh, all. Oh, wow. My dad doesn't have a great memory to begin with, but he doesn't remember that. It was not – it didn't burn sure. anything super important for him on that one. But I distinctively remember having that conversation before I saw it. The first memories I have of seeing Jaws <clears throat> were – so my aunt, uh, my aunt B, I think I've talked about it on here before. Uh, my Uncle Jim had a really good factory job, and they had – I mean, they weren't rich by any means, but they, they had some money. They had cable. Yeah. They had cable. Cable was a luxury back then because a lot of people just didn't want to pay for it because, well, I can get it for free on my antenna. Well, it depends on where you live, <sighs> you can't too. Get Star Wars, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know which one of the premium movie channels had it, but um, Jaws was on. They had like this was back in the mid '80s too, and if you remember, Tupperware was a big fucking thing, uh, and they would have Tupperware parties. I'm sure your mom had those, right? Oh, yeah. We, she still has Tupperware that's 40-plus years old. Sure. So my Aunt B was having a Tupperware party, and somebody – I don't know who was watching it, but Jaws was on, and I was just running around. I was really like the only little kid there. And um, I remember my mom going like, nope, you no, you're not watching this. But I remember little bits and pieces of it. And then I remember <laughs> – I remember it was at the end because he says, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And then this one lady was late to the Tupperware party. <laughs> and I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it to her. But you said yeah, it. And my mom was m fucking mortified. Uh, I actually have more vivid memories of when I first saw Jaws 3. Unfortunately. Well, so the first time I actually sat down and watched Jaws was in the summer of 95 for the 20th anniversary okay. when TBS ran it every 13 or 14 minutes. Um, they like to do those things. God or damn, TNT. That's what that, and TNT is owned by the same... Sure. Yeah. That's when TBS started that. That and with the Christmas story. <laughs> that 
not the same time, but um, was it a bad version where the ocean looked green half the time? No, or it was, was it a, a little it more was a restored. Pretty, it was a pretty big deal because okay. it was the the first time they showed it on TBS. Uh, it was, I believe, unedited, minimal commercial breaks, um, and they made like a big deal like the first time they showed it. Yeah, and then they probably immediately turned around and started playing it back to back to back after that. We got this idea, but it was on all fucking summer and then they would have like little facts and shit like the the jerk of the girl coming down under the water at the beginning is spielberg pulling yeah. her down and the rigging just little bits of trivia and shit between it um that's when i first like actually kind of like vh1 pop-up video kind of thing kind of but, but, diff- but in a different vein yeah. but it wasn't in the movie it was just in, it was in between yeah. um that was the first time i remember well it was the first time that i actually sat down and watched, watched it yeah, yeah. And then i watched it all fucking summer <laughs> that year um so I would have been about fourteen. Because first I, time I saw I, it, first I, time I saw it, saw it. But I have definite, vivid memories of being a little kid and like. Um, I swear to God, I remember Hooper. Uh, uh, I remember the crabs on on the hand the that hand. washed up. Yeah. Um, I remember Hooper yelling at him not to smoke in the little the forensic lab or whatever. Yeah. Um, Do not. Like that in here? <laughs> do not smoke in here. Do not smoke in. And here. then I remember the smile, you son of a bitch, from the end, um, from being a little kid. Yeah, I think I became fascinated with this movie right around '95 when it was the 20th anniversary as well. I purchased a um, uh, issue of Premier magazine when they still published that. I don't even know if they still publish it anywhere. It was initially a UK publication that oh, they yeah. started doing and it was just so more dedicated just to movies and the process and that's what got me fascinated not necessarily with filmmaking yet but i was fascinated with the process of movies and sure. the process of filmmaking yeah um and that's what really drove me because i would read the three four five page article that was dedicated to it and you start hearing about all of the backstory about how you know the shark didn't work and all of the drama right. that went on there the fact that it was supposed to be a 55 day shoot and it went like 150 or 160 days and and so those type of things just I just got enamored with and I think that's what locked in initially my fascination with this movie it locked in my fascination with Spielberg knowing you grew up with his movies for the last 15 sure. 20 years anyway um, but that's what locked me in on, on, on that as well. But it was funny when I, when Lisa said, what movies you guys recording earlier this week? And I said, we're doing Jaws and Jurassic Park. And she finally said, finally, you guys are doing two good movies. And I'm like, it only took us six years in us ending the podcast <laughs> for us to do two good movies in your stat- way you look at them. <laughs> so where did, where did you see it the first time? Uh, I don't entirely know. Okay. It was most likely at home. It was probably home video. Okay. Um, I have more, like I said, I have more of a distinct memory of seeing Jaws 3 at a friend's house on an overnight, and it was on like HBO cable. Yeah. Um, and wondering why the shark looked weird and didn't know at the time that it was because of the 3D, 3D. effects. So was- I have more of that vivid memory at, of a friend's house of Jaws 3 than I do of seeing jaws for the first time it I, I definitely saw jaws the revenge before i saw uh jaws jaws which is not jaws 2 it's not what they call jaws 2 it's just called jaws, jaws squared jaws jaws, jaws, jaws. 
Um, but it was really cool, the presentation that TBS did for the, it. Yeah. The fanfare and everything. Mm-hmm. That was about as good as you get without seeing it uh, you know, in, in a theater for the, for the first time. They kind of pulled out all the stops. It was, it was kind of cool to see yeah. it that way. But I definitely saw Jaws the Revenge first. And um, I thought that was like a scary fucking movie. Until you, st- well, it's still scary. It's just scary in a, in a different way. <laughs> and fuck it, I'll go ahead and get into the sequels real quick. Um, Jaws of Revenge is terrible. Uh, I still, yeah, it's still kind of fun to watch. Jaws three, Jaws three, three is is worse. Three and four are just as bad on different ways. Uh, I, I enjoy Jaws three, but I think it's the ho- most it's hokey. I think the most egregious one actually is Jaws two because. Jaws itself is a, it's a monster movie, but it's also a character movie. Yeah. And Jaws 2 is just a monster movie. Yeah, I'll it's, go into that a touch later anyway. But it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a B-movie ripoff of Jaws that gets to call itself Jaws somehow and have a couple of the actors from the, the actual movie in it. Um, it's not bad. Uh, it's the closest to the original in regards to as far as those sequels as quality yeah you still have martin brody you know you still have roy scheider you still have you still have but the the collective but but the chemistry is instantly gone without hooper or quint correct you don't have the you don't have the three different archetypes yeah he doesn't have a sidekick he doesn't have you know i know hooper is on the phone or whatever, but that's that's Richard Dreyfus going. It's a going like, it's, a, it's a call in role. <laughs> it's a call in. Not going to do. He's, that. I'm phoning it in. I really don't want to do it. I'm um, literally phoning it in. Uh, yeah, that's me, Richard Dreyfus. It's the worst Dreyfus impression. <laughs> um, what well, doesn't work? I'll go. I listed this on my perfect movies list, so that's going to be pretty hard to say something doesn't work if I listed it as a perfect movie. But uh, if you want me to nitpick, do, yeah, I do my job. It's the mayor. Like, at what point does how many dead bodies do you have to see before you're like, okay, let's go ahead and close this down? He has to realize that his kid was on that beach too before he realizes. Yeah. And, and I know that that's part. That's of the part. That's what drives Act Three. We that's, get it. That's yeah. That's all I could think of that doesn't work. I mean, Sign I'll, the papers, I'll, Larry. I'll say something later for Jurassic Park that doesn't work because I don't to spoil that half. But again, there's yeah, there's these there's are, little. These are perfect type of popcorn blockbuster movies, man. Yeah, and I mean, neither of them are set out to like make you think. No, or like you know, leave you with an ambiguous end where you're like, oh, let me question my own mortality. They're just fucking fun, good, tightly written movies without really any fat on them because yeah. shark, shark meat is really lean. I didn't know if you knew it that. It is. Enough. I've heard. Um, but there's really not a lot that doesn't work. But you know, the it's a little it gets a little tedious with the mayor for me sometimes. Where okay. it's like, dude, just fucking close the beach, wear a mask, motherfucker. I would deem what doesn't work. I'm like, I could make complaints about the mechanical shark upon repeat viewings, is just because of how many times I've seen the movie. Um, but everything works in this movie. Even the noticeably obvious mechanical shark when they cut back and forth between this giant shark underwater and then the shots of like the legit sharks that they shot sure um because this movie was made 50 years ago or almost 50 years ago i think this movie is as close as possible if not already absolutely perfect in in that yeah you for know? sure 
So um, I, I have a question for you, though. Okay. Do you have a two-sentence summary? I'm making this up off the top of my head because I didn't write it down. You motherfucker. <laughs> a nerd, a cop, and a drunken sea captain hunt the giantest fish in all of Maine history. This is after it swam up and bit the mayor squarely on the ass. <laughs> It's not bad. On the fly. I love these on the fly ones. It's almost like now you're not going to just so you can do one on the fly. No, I'm not going to because I just fucking forgot. I know. Again. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like we're on the tail end of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are there are there anything are there any phrases, words, lines like just off like. That Not, I that I say in everyday life. Or I either say in everyday life or just kind of live rent free in your head. That just, I know the one you're going to say. Well, maybe you've said I, it before. I'm sure I have, but I don't know what. A what? A what? That's I think that's Lisa's favorite one. Is the a tiger shock? When he's um, got I would almost. You've seen the movie Blow, right? Yeah, it's been a bit, but yes. So Brock and I were at a casino one time, and I hit like a three hundred dollar jackpot, and this was back when. Uh, casinos, at least the one we were at uh, in Canada, they're still doled out coins. So this thing is spitting out three hundred dollars. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, okay. yeah, in coins. <laughs> and I just had a little bucket, and I looked at Brock, and I said, "We're going to we need, need a bigger bucket. boat." <laughs> but that was more paraphrasing. It's still, dude from Blow, and they have all the money. Um, ones that just weirdly just live right free in my head. I think so. I love the. <laughs> Um, bigger po- boat I do a lot Polly when Polly gets upset uh, when Polly's talking to Chief Brody and they've been karateing the picket fences <laughs> likes to live rent free in there uh, the uh, 24 hours that's like three weeks I'm like really alright Karen <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of any that um, the other ones is a what is that one? That one. Yeah. Um, I often use is um, hello back, young feller. How are you? When <laughs> when uh, Hooper gets off his little boat onto the dock, um, and then the other one that Lisa and I will do is want to get drunk and fool around. Is <laughs> another one that often gets mentioned. It's it, that one's fun. But. Oh, one I do say every now and again. Uh, <laughs> I paraphrase it. Right. But it's uh, when they're comparing scars. Um, I always, sometimes I'll say Mary Ellen Moffat. Uh, <laughs> but then other, other times I'll just I'll make up a girl's name or I'll actually say a girl's name. <laughs> and I'm not saying it here. But uh, what is it that Brody says? What is that? A sweater or something like that? He pulls this thing open. He goes, You're wearing a sweater. <laughs> Mary Ellen Moffat. She broke my heart. When I was younger, I didn't realize that he was commenting on all of his chest hair that's there, that you're wearing a sweater. Once I was a little bit older, I'm like, oh, ha, 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 um, Do you have a favorite line or favorite scene? This is a great white, Larry. A big one. And any shark expert in the world will tell you it's a killer. It's a man-eater. Look, the situation is that apparently a great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. And he is going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey Beach. 1916, 1916, there were five five people people chewed up in the surf. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. 
A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell, for Christ's sake. Look, sakes. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You, sh you should have seen him. Where, where is that tooth? Did you see it, Broden? No, I didn't see it. He, he dropped it. He had I had an accident. Way in. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a carcaridin carcarius. It's a great white. But you, you don't have the tooth. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going and to have a summer. Those unless beaches, you're we're, finished. we're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. I mean, we're going to have to tell the Coast Guard. Mr. Vaughan, we're going to have to get shark repellent. Shark we're going to have to put extra deputies on because you have to the world is going to come in here. We I don't think one of you are familiar with our problems. Uh, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. There are two ways to deal with this problem. Hey, you're either going to kill this animal, or you're going to cut off its food supply. Larry, we have to close the beaches. Brody, sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. Now, I want those little paint-happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. That's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you later. Please don't do this. Mr. Vaughan, what we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever not gotten to the point where it's like someone you're like talking with trying to prove your point and they're not seeing it and you're just like, I don't know what else to say to you. It's, it's not that they... Uh, I don't know what else. It's not that they agree or disagree. It's like they can't even see you're your not, point to you're disagree You're not hearing me. Yeah. You are not... I'm like, let alone the fact that Mayor Vaughn and how often he's just caressing that cigarette the entire time they're talking and it's just like, ugh. You gonna smoke it or fuck it, Larry? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have on my phone ages ago for for a couple of years. I would get a text message about the uh, it's not you're going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you in the ass as a notification. Whenever I would get a text message, it was awfully long. And then sooner or later, I'm like, I like got to change clips. that. Yeah, <laughs> you have a pattern. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how many times do you think you've seen this movie? <sighs> I mean, just a ballpark. I'm it's thirty. I would say probably me probably at least. 40 yeah um because it was extremely difficult to take just note notes like observational notes on this movie because of how many times i've seen it. i could have easily not watched either of these movies i did then, that yeah i, I had did, a feeling I that I might be the i didn't case. watch either of these movies i had I, a feeling I, that I, might be the case because they're enough fresh in your head just in general that i did it from memory for one very important reason you texted me on some day last week you're like we're still good to record next saturday right and i'm like yep yep good to go and i was what like what are we doing again oh wait I have to watch close to six hours of movies between now and then, and I do not have time to do that. And then you looked at the movies and went, I don't really have to. <laughs> and I was like... I've seen these a lot. Well, I... I yeah. Yeah. I was like... That was I a can, benefit. I can definitely do Jaws for memory. Jurassic Park, not as much, but enough. 
Yeah, you've seen it enough. But I was like, I don't, I don't have six hours this week where I can correctly do it. So I'm just gonna fucking, I'm gonna wing it like I did book reports in high school. <laughs> Often, what I would do in high school too is I would read the book. I'd read a couple of books and then I would save one for the next year and I would do a book report on a book. You prepped I'd, it. I'd read. For You're like ready a to year go. Ago. Yeah, I got caught doing that. I feel I still fucking read it. What's yeah. the goddamn difference? I think I think with this movie, something I was thinking about earlier um, that I didn't mention when, when I was watching it with um, Lisa this week and her mom is that I know it's a small community. It's a small island in New England, but at the same time, where's the press? Like everybody knows what's going on, and even those that don't, you would think would be reporting the fact that there have been these incidents that are going on maybe how you know what i mean like or uh, it just seems odd that like this is why we have the presses to hold those accountable that should be held accountable yeah that no one else can do anything about but it was kind of odd looking at it this way going is anybody reporting these incidences i couldn't really pick a favorite line or a favorite scene um so the, it was the same for me. I just love that ex- that whole exchange with the mayor and what I picked Hooper was actually what I picked was actually a favorite shot. It was the establishing shot right before the Indianapolis scene uh, with that shooting star that I remember watching it when it was on TBS and going like, how in the fuck did they do that? Oh, it's fake. No, it's real. No, it's not. I did a little bit of trivia, apparently. Really? How they record how and the fact that there were two. And it was after that conversation. It, it happens at the end of the Indianapolis, um, because they were shooting. Don't day, watch the movies. They were doing day for night, and for the longest time, I did think it was real. I they were doing day for thing. night, I and I thought it thing, was as too. But, but I saw a thing where they said like it, they just happened to be shooting in it. That's what I thought, and they've never said anything otherwise. But a lot of astronomer, astronomers believe that they, there's no way they would have been able to capture it. And the other fact is, is they were still doing day for night. Huh. And so, tell people what day for night means in case they don't know. Because they put different. on a filter, mm. and it makes it look like it's night, but there's still something off about it. Well, it's very bright. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they well, were it's still my favorite shot. It's still my favorite shot too. There, like, there's a couple of just brilliantly beautiful framed shots in this movie. That's one of them. One, and there's another one, like at the very beginning. Like right after Chrissy gets in the water and the sun is set, but it's behind some clouds, but it hasn't gone down completely yet. And you just see just fucking gorgeous shots. And then, you know, the kid who can't seem to undress himself because he's so drunk. Do you know the story of the Lady of the Dunes? I think Uh, so. I don't know. I don't know the total. I listened to a. It's a true crime story. Um, On Martha's Vineyard that summer, there was a. I believe her hands were cut off and maybe her head. Okay. Um, she was found there. Um, it's a fascinating story. It's a bit, to this day, it's unsolved. <clears throat> Almost 50 years later. Stephen King's son, uh, while watching a, uh, a reissue of Jaws in the theater, okay. knows true crime stuff. And he saw a woman in the background uh, at one of the beach scenes wearing what the lady of the dunes was wearing and kind of re spark the investigation, like check your fucking extra records and shit. That could be her. We might be able to figure out at least who this woman is. Yeah. And it, it kind of stalled 
but uh, it's a fascinating case. Mm. Um, you should, if you're into any kind of true crime, uh, check that out. But there's a there's a there's a distinct possibility that the victim of a famous true crime was a was an extra in one of the beach scenes in Jaws. She's wearing like an orange uh, bandana in her hair. Okay, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack. That's that. okay. Do what? you have a uh, do you have a magic wand or a recast? <laughs> This was difficult. Yes, it was. I went recast because it was a little easier rather than a magic wand because I really don't think there's much I would ever change. I did a, mainly I did a recast, but I added one little thing as also a magic wand. Okay. But uh, you go um, ahead. This is probably about, I would say, 10 years. I would do this about 10 years ago. Okay. It's a little late, but these I think these three names worked for me. Um, for Chief Brody, I picked Mark Ruffalo. Okay. You know who? Yeah. Does Incredible Hulk yep. is probably his biggest. 9-11 truther. Now. Yeah. Um, Matt Hooper, I did Paul Rudd because he can, he, okay. he's kind of the comic relief to a degree. Yeah. Kind of. Not completely. Um, and then for Quint, I did Ian McShane from Deadwood. He's the, <laughs> horror, yeah, yeah. uh, he used the word cocksucker a lot. Yeah. I can't remember the name of his character. I haven't watched Edward in forever. Swearingen. Swearingen. Swingen. Yes. Yes. So that's how I cast that. Say I it again. Um, Ian McShane. No, I mean, say the three again from top to bottom. Chief Brody, Mark Ruffalo. For Hooper, I did Paul Rudd. And then for Quint, I did Ian McShane. Okay. Well, I did four of the cast. You do them. I did. Uh, and this is a straight. It's, it's not a comedy. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell can do straight movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Will Ferrell as Chief Brody. Okay. Maybe a little more... He can put... Not can as pl- dashing, not as daring right. as Brody is in this. Because when the shit happens, Brody's just like, all right, fuck it. I got to go do what I got to go do. If I can fear water, be damned. But I think Will Ferrell is Brody. For Quint, we have been watching a lot of The Wire, so Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Adam Driver as Hooper. That's weird, but that would work. He would bring that intensity. It may be a little less funny. Yeah. But uh, that definite, like, when he's pissed, he could do it. Uh, And then as Ellen, I picked Julianne Moore. Yeah. And then, have you read the book? I have. It's been probably... If you haven't read, close to twenty years, if you haven't read the book, it's a little more dry than the movie. It's a great book. Uh, the characters are pieces of shit for the most they part, are. and there's a love affair between Hooper and Ellen in the book. I would bring that back for the movie, and in the book, Hooper dies. Yeah, I would have that happen as well. Right. That's, that's the only reason why Hooper lives is because Hooper doesn't have a relationship, doesn't sleep with Ellen Brody. Well, and and cinematically, it makes more sense for the grizzled old sea captain to die than Hooper. Correct. But the way Hooper dies in the book is pretty good because he's fucking another dude's wife, and then he gets all tangled up on the shark, and then Brody shoots the shark, and he shoots Hooper at the same time God, <laughs> on accident. Been, on accident. It has been a while. But he shoots. Actually, I think he hits him with a harpoon, and it goes through his leg. But it's oh. pretty satisfying. <laughs> fuck, fuck Hooper in the book. Hooper in the movie is great. Yeah, Hooper that's in the what movie I would is do. Great. Um, yeah. yeah. From top to bottom, <clears throat> Will Ferrell is Brody. Idris Elba is Quint. Uh, Adam Driver as Hooper and Julianne Moore as Ellen Brody. If you haven't read the book and you can come across a copy, just reading like that first chapter of Chrissy getting attacked in the water during her uh, 
skinny dipping after in the book she fucks that guy and then goes swimming in the movie she just strips down and dude can't doesn't get out there but how she describes how her thought process is and how benchley writes that oh, her inner first monologue? attack yeah is fucking terrifying where she like when she finds the buoy and finally holds on to it yeah um, and she goes to reach down for where the pain is in her leg, and her leg isn't there. Yeah. That was just like... It's been almost 15 years since I... Maybe been 15 years yeah. since I read it. And I, I read... I don't know if I read the whole chapter, but I read segments to my sister when I found the book in decent quality, at like a McKay's. Before they had a McKay's out here, there was a big one still in uh, Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it to her, and it was relatively late at night. And she's like, stop, please. This is disturbing. Please Stop. If nothing more, if you don't want to read the book, it's still good just for that opening. It's a quick. Chapter, it's man. a quick read. Yeah, it it's is. not a. It's not a hard book to read. It's it's a fun. I wouldn't recommend taking it on a beach vacation. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good vacation book. Did this do? I mean, I don't mean to jump right into final what? thoughts. Do you have anything else? Uh, when do you know, when do you watch this about once a year, give or take? Oh, give or take, yeah. What time of year does it vary? Uh, I don't know that I could say really. Oftentimes we will this year didn't happen because it happened early uh typically we'll watch this right around july 4th we <laughs> oh, okay because it makes sense sure uh for that but uh the other observation that i kind of had um was what are your thoughts on quint like i kind of feel that quint is one of is a very complex character that you don't really like you know by the end what a bit of his motivation is, but you really don't understand what his motivation is until you get to the end and he tells the story about the Indianapolis. He's just like, well, he's is a- it really for glory? No. Is it vengeance? Possibly. Is it money? It's May- money. Maybe. I, I took like, it. I always take it as I, I find Quint to be pretty cut and dry. Uh, he's just a grizzled old sea captain. He might be hunting sharks. Right. Uh, as a bit of revenge, but it's never as a vendetta. To. Yeah, but he's also just a fisherman. Right. Uh, and he sees a fucking pretty grand payday uh, in hunting this one. $10,000 in 1975 money is about sixty sixty one thousand $61,000 today. That's I mean, so that's a hefty paycheck yeah. at that time. I think what happens in the movie is whatever his motivation is for being like a shark fisherman or... or being a fisherman in general and then he's clearly got a thing for sharks because there's several clearly in his well and you don't even realize what until you get that fucking brilliant scene of his the pullback with the mouth uh i think what i always took from quint is he's like yeah it's a big fucker i'll yeah i'll I'll get it head tail the whole damn thing cool i got it and then it starts to get the better of him oh yeah and then it turns into like this motherfucker it's nope. me, it's him or me basically is yeah, what it he, is and then he takes on an ahab kind of thing he does uh that's how i always took quint i always took him as pretty not a cocky working class dude but like i know more than you i just yeah you listen you this is my world yeah out you there. land lovers you city you college boys you don't know what you're getting into here you I, oh, okay yeah. you want to come along fine okay well you're gonna chum and you're gonna head full motherfucker yeah. <laughs> And I can go full I'm, head. And I'm going to sit down here and fish this thing. You guys are going to do my chores, and I'm going to just crush it and catch this fucking fish. And then it turns to shit, and then he's like, all right, motherfucker, I got something for your fucking ass. <laughs> and then it gets to the point where he 
he then reaches the end of his expertise and he's like, all right, Hooper, what do you got? Because he doesn't trust, he doesn't like Hooper. No. Uh, but he gets to money his entire life. Yeah, he gets to a point that he's like, well, that's the end of my bag of tricks. What do you have, college boy? Yeah. I don't think we have anything else, and I've already smashed this radio. And at that, <laughs> and at, at that point, it truly becomes the three of them against the shark. Oh yeah, well, you already know it's it's him. It's either me or the shark. Once he destroys the radio, yo yeah, you're certifiable. Yeah. And then he does that. Ah, I, I, I know. I, 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 oh, just just get just out of the way. Get we, out of the we'll way. Just, yeah. I know it's not big, but you know the body count. On with the body count. <laughs> Four. It's actually a total of seven. Chrissy, we're counting the dog in this. Okay. Pippet. Pippet. <laughs> Alex Kittner. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wow. This one listed. This one listed a shark as a body count. Mm. The tiger shark. I think that's odd. A that's, what? A what? Uh, that's wrong. Uh, now that I reread this, Ben Gardner. Mm-hmm. So four. Um, there is the... Uh, the guy in the rowboat, oh, the yeah. estuary victim. Yep. Hey guys, you kids okay out there? That's that's Lisa's. Uh, I should not have snuck, opened the door and, and peeked out oh, during yeah. a, the Sunday night movie. That happened, and she shut the door and went, "Well, this is it for me." It probably was in 1979. So that guy <laughs> when it happened, who's number six? Quint. That's only, oh, because it's only because they listed the tiger shark. Yeah, that's not right. It's no, it's six if it's Quint if it involves Quint and then we take the tiger shark. No, you don't want to count the dog. It's not seven, six, six, six minute abs. Uh, uh, that's good. I never, I never thought about a body count. I don't have a ton of trivia because there's a lot of trivia that people know, but I tried to find things that were maybe a little bit different, maybe you didn't know about. So how about some trivia? Okay. Adjusted for inflation, if Jaws had been released in 2022 or 2023, it would have grossed $1.172 billion. $1,172,447,000. And it opened in 490 screens. 490. That's like... Fucking 10 theaters per state. Within just under three months, it had become the highest grossing film of all time. Um, even then, however, it was still showing in fewer theaters than a thousand screens. And now you see more movies, either pre or post pandemic, where they're usually between 2,500 and 3,000 screens. Crazy. Is that not nuts? Um, uh, and what's worse is you see these movies that are released in 3,000 screens, and, and they may not even break the top 10. <laughs> and they're in every theater in we America. We have too many choices, man. Yeah. Um, according to Spielberg, the prop arm looked too faked in the scene where you see Chrissy's remains, and so they buried a female crew member in oh. sand with just her arm exposed, and she's still buried there today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl Gottlieb. Who was one of the screenwriters and is also I don't he's not the obviously not the mayor I don't know what his position is he's, but he's the guy that looks he's, like he's Rob, the kiss ass he's the guy that looks like Rob Schneider no, Rob no, Reiner Rob Reiner yes um, the you're gonna need a bigger boat was not scripted and it was ad libbed by Roy Scheider was that not the first time he saw the mechanical shark uh, yes I think so Spielberg said that when he first read the novel he found himself rooting for the shark because the human characters were so unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he shot roughly 25% of the film from water level to provide the viewers with the perspective as they were treading water. Yeah. Even when the audio cuts out because it yeah, dips down, fucking it's brilliant. fucking brilliant, the yeah. sound design in that. Uh, Jaws opened on June 20th, 1975. It was supposed to be released in theaters for Christmas of 74. But because filming ran way over the shooting schedule, summer was traditionally when the worst movies were dumped into theaters. And he changed all that. Yeah. Americans typically enjoyed outdoors during the summer back then. Well, we're fat and lazy now. But the film was so good, beachgoers actually flocked to see it and thus becoming the first modern blockbuster. So the studio inadvertently created the block summer blockbuster just because they were going to dump it in the summer because of scheduling went past. Scheider stated in an interview that in the scene where uh, Lee Fierro or Mrs. Kittner smacks him in the face that she was actually hitting him in the face. Apparently, the actress could not fake a slap, and so they did 17 takes. And he said it was the most painful uh, acting he's ever done in his entire life. Well, he hadn't seen Jaws 2. <laughs> Um, apparently when a Midwestern audience, must have been in Indiana, sure. uh, uh, were shown an earlier cut of the film, they were so shocked by the pop-up scare that occurs when the great white shark breaches the surface and does, you're going to need a bigger boat. They were so scared and then laughed like, oh my God, that they actually added, uh, 35 feet or 10.6 meters, uh, length in film to give a breather before he delivers the line so people could actually hear that you're going to need a bigger boat line. Huh. Because if not, the timing wouldn't wouldn't work and it drowns out his delivery. The greatest line in the movie. Right. Uh, Benchley was thrown off the set after objecting to the climax. He was also fired for uh, weighing the story down with too many subplots uh, involving romance and mafia intrigue, which were both in the book. I guess he felt the need to bring that to the script, which is not necessary. I know there was a fight between him and Spielberg. Yeah. Where Spielberg famously said, like, I've got him for 90 minutes. I'll have him for five more. Or Correct. Like He's that. like, I don't like the climax. Like, it doesn't matter. I got him this long. They'll love the ending. Even if it was proved by... Everyone by loves the ending of Jaws. Right. It's there's no it's not it's no fucking cutting Darth Maul in half and did he live did become a fucking big spider thing. The fucking shark blows up. Became like, its own chum. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that gra- when you pour a little water in dog food, it makes its own gravy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you add a little explosion and the shark becomes its own chum. Gross. And I don't mean friend. <laughs> How you doing, chum? I'm my own best friend. And lastly, the first shark killed on the docks, the tiger shark, what, um, was supposed to be the man-eater in the movie, was actually a real shark killed in Florida, but they had it shipped up to but that smelled great they said it was already decomposing sure um and it said here it says by the time it had been shipped to the set prepared for filming it was starting to decompose quite badly and the smell was appalling as it was hung from its tail its internal organs broke loose and piled up in the back of its throat adding more discomfort to the entire casting crew that had to be around it <laughs> uh there's a book called um jaws uh, memories from martha's vineyard and it's it's nice, big, beautiful pictures and everything, and it's just this one guy who had a love affair with a movie and went and interviewed all these people and collected all these pictures from everybody who lived at Martha's Vineyard when the shooting took place and a ton of different like stories that went on in the island and yeah. stuff like that. Fascinating. And then it goes into detail about how gross it was dealing with that shark on yeah. the island that was decomposing. Um. 
So does it still hold up in your final thoughts for this movie? It's, like you said, it was – I think it was the first blockbuster in general. There might have been movies that maybe per – It's the first movie that topped 100 million – that made over $100 million. But what I'm saying is, is like big, for the yeah. – it was – what I'm saying, it was – it may not have been the first movie per capita to do that much business, but I think it was. Yeah. Uh, would you say first one to crack a hundred million? It invented the summer blockbuster. Um, it, I mean, it set the bar high. Star Wars, fucking. Well, yeah. Two years helped. later, yeah. Star Wars went back um, and took the throne. the The characters aren't super developed, but you get enough of the characters that you like them. Yeah, um, they're just complex enough that you root for them, and you get <sighs> Quint. His death is a little dubious because it's like this was his own design. He did a bunch of shit to cause himself to be in this, but you're still a little bummed. You're like, well, okay, I guess that's the end of Quint. Uh, you, I mean, even Brody at the end. Brody's reaction when Hooper comes up and he goes, Quint, and he kind of smiles but has this kind of long, longing, forlorn look on his face where he's, he kind of smiles and shakes his head like, no, he's, nah, he didn't, no, he didn't make it. Didn't make it. Um, I defy anybody. I don't care how logical you are. Spock could watch this movie and then be in a swimming pool at night and, and be concerned and be concerned. <laughs> yes, it gets it taps into some sort of primal. It's absolutely primal. I I don't know if they intended to do that to the degree that they did. Like he, I, Spielberg used to get shit from people that would come up to him. Like I haven't, you know, my son hasn't gone into the water for. Won't go into the pool now for 20 years because of this. You know, it's, it did the same thing that the shower scene in Psycho did, except I won't go. <laughs> I it doesn't won't go affect beach, me. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Psycho doesn't affect me. No, but. I mean, I'm 43 years old, dude. If I go get into like a pool now, I'm not that way necessarily. Yeah, like I'm not but, a moron. But if but, I get, if it's at nighttime, I'm in a pool. Fuck yeah, dude. I, there's still it, it, that. There's still that guttural. You don't know what's yeah. in the water. A lake during the day. No. Don't know what's in the that ocean. Water. The older I get, I don't want to go in the fucking ocean. Exactly. Are there any freshwater sharks out there? Bull sharks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like the mayor said it best. You know, you don't freak out about a barracuda. Yeah. You yell shark. You got a panic on your hands <laughs> on the Fourth of July. But this. This movie has just a little bit of everything, and it's just a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of a cop drama, uh, a little bit of swashbuckling adventure. Yeah. The first half of the the middle half, middle half, the middle act when they, okay, here's what we got to do. They go out. The music's fucking fun. It's upbeat. Hey, they're out there. They're fishing. They're drinking beer. They're cracking jokes and shit. And then the end of it turns into straight fucking horror. It's creature horror. Yeah. Um And uh, a little bit of comedy. You get some laughs on top of everything. And on top of all of it, you don't see the fucking shark for a fucking hour. Yeah. Is it all due to mechanical reasons more than anything else? But he turned it, he turned it Hitchcockian. Yes. And made it 10 times more effective. I think that's probably where the people not getting in the fucking bathtub or the pool or whatever comes from because you don't fucking see it, but you know it's there because the music tells you yeah. to share. It's there. John Williams told you how, where the shark was yeah. when you didn't see I it. Think you either you... get point of view, yeah, so you never see the shark, or what's under the surface? There might be something there. Once you hear that music, the shark is there. And then it's he just fucks with where. you. He fucks with you too by like w- 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 there's a couple of red herrings. 
Um, the one when the two guys are trying to catch it with the Thanksgiving roast. Um, and How then, often do you have a roast on Fourth of July? Rarely, <laughs> but and I'm never buying it on the Fourth of July to have three thousand bucks. Buys a whole lot of roast, but he gets you. You get all ramped up to be scared of it there, and then it doesn't show, and then you see it. It shows, and you're scared of it, and they're getting ready to kill it, and it's that fucking kid yeah. with the cardboard fin. Yeah. He fucks with you just enough. That's I think, adds to that irrational fear. Like, the most the you pool. see of the shark until it pops up for Brody is just just under the surface when it pulls that dude from the boat. Yeah. And then you see the leg drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think had you seen the shark like they originally intended, it wouldn't be I, the movie No, it absolutely It not. wouldn't be as scary. It wouldn't be... You probably wouldn't be afraid to go into the water because I watch fucking Deep Blue Sea and I'm just like, yeah, this is whatever. <laughs> this is crap. But uh, those are my final thoughts. Um, I think Jaws is a masterclass in storytelling, character development, and suspense. Um, what makes Jaws so great is that it's not really about the shark. Nope. You know, it really isn't. Um, you only get like, like I think the shark has a total of like four minutes screen time <laughs> total. Um, it's a solid two-hour movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just about two hours or just over two hours. But uh, the shark is a plot device. It's a MacGuffin, like you said before, I think, when we did like the Pick 6 MacGuffins. I don't, I, I, you, you said the you, shark in Jaws was a MacGuffin, you which didn't, is so you didn't, true. You didn't put it in your trivia, but the shark's actual name is Shark E. MacGuffin. <laughs> it's uh, Scottish. Oh. The water's colder up there. It is. They like it. Um, it's but, the shark is a plot device to get very to get three very different guys getting the everyday cop Brody, the uh, the mild manner kind of scientist Hooper and Quint on a boat together, where their tensions start to simmer. You know mm-hmm. that's what makes the movie, um, and the fact that it's affected how people, like you said, gone into the water and and still go. Is there something down here? Can I? I'll, I'll stay in the shallow end for right now. You're fucking worse in the shallow end. Yeah, that's where most people get attacked, according to Brody and Hooper. Just don't splash around. But I think without the success of Jaws, I think Spielberg may have never gotten another job. It's very possible. He thought he was going to get fired every day for going over. Was Duel before or after this? Before. Okay. This was his second like major motion picture that was going to be released because Duel was shot as a TV movie and then they recut it. And released it internationally. And how great watching that now and you can just see like where that whole Jaws thing comes from. But he had the studio breathing down his neck the entire shoot uh, going way over budget. Uh, The budget I think was initially $4 million. It went to nine, And at that time, that's a lot of money. But people quickly forgot once – the first weekend the first box, weekend, office, yeah. box office uh, numbers came back, but Spielberg's career may not have been what it ended up becoming. I mean, consider a world without all the other things that he did, you know, E.T., Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and the next movie we're going to talk about, Jurassic Park. Imagine th- none of that existing if they either fired him or they showed the shark more. Or the shark worked more. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been what it is. I mean, whenever they show those hundred great years of cinema, there's a fucking scene from Jaws in there. There's master. a reason. Yeah, it's like you said, it's a masterclass. Yeah, on accident, he had to he had to jump on his fucking haunches and figure out how to do a masterclass in suspense. Yeah, 
Because he had to. Because he had to. But it also works, too, because this movie, he fought to shoot on water. He did not want a back lot and a tank and something that looks like supposedly a sky in the background. Like the Batman movie from yeah. 67? That's, he wanted it on water, and they knew it was going to be an issue. And the fact that he didn't get canned and they kept going. That but, wouldn't happen today. And I can't remember the name of the director, but there was a director before Spielberg took over this project. And he was fired by the producers once the director referred to the shark as a whale. <laughs> and like, if you don't know the difference between what a shark and a whale is, you don't need to be directing this movie. Dumbass. And they kicked him out. So, Okay. Great. Uh, How about a dinosaur? Let's check out that dinosaur trailer. To Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Fences are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! No! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. And then some stuff happened, and we talked about the movie, and the computer died, and here we are again, and that was the end of the episode. See you guys next time. <laughs> we have four more episodes after this before I take this computer out behind the shed and tie it to a tree and shoot it. Because <laughs> it's going to run away if you don't die. <laughs> yes. Jurassic Park. It, it, it knows what it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I think fucking dinosaurs evolved by the time it took this thing to reboot. Here's the thing, gang. It just needs RAM, and it can't keep up with itself, and then sometimes it just dies and locks up, and I have to restart it. And uh, It's old. And then it updates itself, which takes up even more space on the RAM, and then I let it take a good, uh, good long breath before we fire it back up. Anyway, Nathan, how old were you when you saw Jurassic Park for the first time for the second time? <laughs> 17? Fascinating. I was 12. <laughs> Saw it with James Reinbold in Richmond, Indiana. It was great. Later At least that... you have their names. I don't have the friends of the uh, the names of the friends that I went Later that summer, I saw it with my mom at the drive-in. It was great. It was like seeing it in two different aspects. In, um, in the theater, it was very cool. And at the drive-in, uh, it was a great friend of the show. As I mentioned an hour ago, uh, Elizabeth Garcia, it's one of her two, uh, one of her two halves of her drive-in, dream drive-in double feature. Uh, the other half would be Independence Day. Yes, early you did say that was a great double feature. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, when I went and saw it, I uh, they were I, they may have been doing it before, but this was the first time I specifically remember them doing midnight showings. Okay, and so it was like that midnight on Thursday into Friday because they would not release the movie before twelve or twelve oh one or whatever on that Friday, and I knew full well it was. I had maybe a week or two left in my junior year in high school. So I just. I was about to be in seventh grade. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not a lot of difference now, like we said before, but the big difference yeah. when you're 17 and when you're 12. Uh, Boy, yeah. howdy. And so, you know, school started on Friday morning at 7.15, and my my English teacher was not too thrilled with... But it's from a book! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't that to... was one of the first midnight showings I went to. And then I went to quite a few in the 90s, a few in the early 2000s, but I, that, this one may have been my first with some There were friends. two other big dinosaur movies that year. Do you remember what they are? Well... I won't say big, but there were two other dinosaur movies that year. Land they, Before Time? They were big for me. No, Land Before Time was 87. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mario Brothers capitalized on the fucking dinosaur shit. Was he a dinosaur? Oh, yeah. They were all dinosaurs. Because I remember my mom, we went to see that, and she's like, everything's dinosaurs this year. And then uh, there was a... Uh, uh, Didn't a, work out too well for them, though, did it? There was a... Well, we still talk about it. There was a... Uh, a Roger Corman movie called Carnosaur. <laughs> I had to double check to make sure it was 93 because I rented that shit. Like, Still oh, haven't seen fuck, it. It's like Jurassic Park. It's not like Jurassic Park, but fucking uh, Gene Siskel liked it. Did he? Yeah, I can't remember. Right before he died? Why? No, it was before he died. <laughs> I mean, universally speaking, it was right before he died, but specifically <laughs> speaking, it wasn't it the wasn't last thing he did and then, and he, then died. he died. I love Carnosaur. <clears throat> and then he pooped himself. <laughs> Um, I don't remember anything hoopla wise about this movie. I just remember like it was everywhere. Like it was parodied. Uh, I don't remember like being assaulted with ads for it. I'm sure we were. Oh my God. I, yeah, but I don't I think it's advertising campaign was like $250 million with universal. Um, something that I, I just caught in glimpses of pulling up a little bit of research just in, in I remember general. the toys being like, I was like, I don't want to reenact this. Who wants a dinosaur as a toy? Well, I mean, they were old enough. The toys were popular, but like, I guess I was just just old enough that I wasn't into action figures anymore. But it just seems like let's let's reenact science. (laughs) You know, like how the fuck do you pretend with an action figure to be Ian Malcolm? You know what I mean? Like, it's fun when you have the Luke Skywalker. You can fight him with Darth Vader. You're you're Doctor Ellie. <laughs> Again. Oh, romantic triangle. Cool. Can you tear open Ian Malcolm's shirt <laughs> to see the rest of his chest? I feel like a really good action figure, like Amigo, uh, would have like a shirt that you could remove because there were cloth like the Riddler up there. The head is plastic, but the rest of it's cloth. It would have like the little fur burger that pops out of his shirt and he's laying there. And does like it have like a live buffet? action, like uh, breathing, like. Because you, when. What? <laughs> There's the awkward shot of him. When that camera moves, I won't have to edit. It's editing for me. It's oh, I know what I did. I added the auto edit feature. That's a joke. There's no such thing. That's why I didn't laugh. The sirens. Are okay. <laughs> Jurassic Park a, action figures. Does it have a breathing like the the button on the yeah, back on the back where his chest goes up uh, in and out. <laughs> He's all sweaty. He is. It's it's, uh, gross. (laughs) Gross uh, finds a way. Yeah, so what else you got? (laughs) This is our opening salvo to this movie. It's very impressive. Probably get those scores of listeners. That's your computer. What, uh, besides my computer, what doesn't work for you in this movie? There are Two two things. One, where's the S&P? 
Uh, honestly, though, in, in general, I'm, this is a nitpick because I would say nothing. This movie, sure, is great in in its in its pacing. Um, just like many of Spielberg's movies, especially his more popcorn films in the past eighteen years. But if I'm going to nitpick, it's two. It's Laura Dern's stunt double is clearly a man. <laughs> when she's instructed to run by the game warden when they're going to reboot the system, uh-huh. and she I love that runs you have to jumps. manually pump it to re- yeah, <laughs> like but, it's but, a fucking pump, right? You have to manually pump it, um, and gotta, then you, you have to prime the internet. Yeah, you got to prime it before you start it. Yeah. <laughs> And then you see that double again when it's hanging from one of the pieces of the Tyrannosaurus Rex bones to, in the finale. Uh-huh. You can tell that that is not Laura Dern. That is a man with a full on with, wi- with a wig. Like yeah. in Spaceballs? <laughs> right. It might as well have been. At least that's how I see it now. These are the stunt doubles. doubles. Right. And then the other one is uh, Hammond's granddaughter, Lex, when she falls through the grates and looks up towards the camera while she's still dangling down. It's just that weird, awkward shot where she. And then she's pulled up. And I don't know if they've just digitally plastered a little face on there it just doesn't look like her oh i got you and it sticks out like a sore thumb you you when you see it, you'll know exactly what i'm talking about those are the two things that always just hey don't forget that's a man um that's a digital face the every time the same for me there's it's just really nitpicky like, yeah it's it just comes with constant many views i don't mean to sound nitpicky but like the vehicles and the computer software, what <clears throat> they date it, so it's hard to see it now as like this is a Unix system. It's urgent. This. Yeah, it's hard to see it as like urgent because it's like, what is she using? A fucking. I mean, it was pre-internet. For fuck's sake. I, this is uh, this is like I mean, my not, Amiga. Not really <laughs> pre. I mean, internet existed, but it wasn't like it was. It was in its N- rare infancy. And stage none of us at that knew. Time. None of us knew internet stuff or how to do. No. Like kids nowadays could probably fucking get Jurassic Park back online in two minutes from their house in Kansas, uh, having to <laughs> go to gotta... Isla Nublar. Uh, let alone having to go down into the pump room and prime the internet like they did. Um, I mean, you could say something hit, hit or miss on the vehicles because they're you know safari, but it, it's not a big deal. But it's just like ah, computer software looks really bad. It really, it really dates it. Um, but that's otherwise this is a fucking runner yeah absolutely um again like with jaws are there are there things that you either mention or mumble in everyday life or are there things that live rent free in your head from this movie uh definitely hold on to your butts yep um i cycle that one in and out equally it's always when i'm usually turning out of a parking lot usually it's turning left And there's a, okay. I'm going to have to gun it a little harder than I'd like to. Right. And I cycle it evenly with hold on to your butts or hold the fuck on, which is from Die Hard with a Vengeance. There's one that always gets stuck in my head is the, uh, 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 <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. Uh, 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 the, uh, 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 the other one I do is, uh, I cut the scene off, but I'll just go like, see, nobody cares. <laughs> I cut the whole thing off. Dotson here. We've got Dotson. We've got Dotson. I love um, that. I love that meme too. Yes. Like, oh, you quit drinking Bud Light? See, hey, see, see, he's not drinking Bud Light. He's not drinking Bud Light. 
See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But other- I just I just say the end of it. Like, I'll get off the phone with a customer, and they'll have not complained, but they'll be complaining or whatever, and I'll hang up, and I'll make sure it's hung up, and I'll just go, see, nobody cares. And I put it back in my pocket and go about my day. Yeah, the other one was... Customer service is a, is a, it, yeah. I'm, it's a pillar of my job. Um, the other one is one that Lisa and I go quite a bit, and we've already did it once before. It's the, the guy who narrates the little documentary. It's a dinosaur. Yeah. That's from your blood. Uh, a drop of your blood. A fun bit of trivia that I didn't write down, so it's bonus. Spielberg added that. It wasn't in the book. He added that little, was it two or whatever minute video? It's great. That cycled through like 20% of the exposition for yeah, the whole fucking story. It, it works well. And it's it, a brilliant way to do and it. And it reminds me of some of the, like, shit that you would watch or at least it was for myself at museums. and for Lisa well either at museums and even like kind of like the scientific uh, stuff we'd watch in one of our science classes where we'd watch a video about how it's the best place to watch scientific stuff in school was science class yeah but it reminded me of those 60s and 70s videos that you would learn additionally like your teacher's like I don't give a shit I'm gonna, put on, I'm gonna put on a film today <laughs> The dinosaur. I had too much Evan Williams at the bar last night. But uh, video for your fucking kids. For us, it was a film strip, and there was always one little ass kiss that got to fucking turn it when you heard the boom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Other things from this one, and also from Jaws, that just inundated our everyday lives is that we named our first dog Amity, Mm -hmm. which is from uh, from Jaws, and so. We had her for 11 and a half years, and so, and then we also referred to her as her dew claw, as her raptor claw. <laughs> and so it's just, since it never touched the ground, it was always sharp as a motherfucker. Oh, sure. <laughs> and so these things just kind of inundate your everyday life, and it's just kind of funny that these movies have been around for 40 or 30 years, and this 30-year anniversary of Jurassic Park this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> We're old. What's your favorite line or favorite scene? That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> That's funny. It's kind of <laughs> like your laptop. <laughs> it's a small pile of shit. <laughs> Bring your laptop duh, this time. Duh, duh, dino, dino droppings? <laughs> uh, my favorite line is a Malcolm line as well. It's after the three no-shows, and he says something to the effect of, now, now eventually you will we'll be, be having, having dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> Thank you for finishing that for me. I love that. There are there are is this thing on? Kind of looking right at the camera. <laughs> there are supposed to be uh dinosaurs. But yeah, just like Jaws, there are many scenes that I love in this movie. The opening raptor attack on the crew member. Mm. Um the first time you see the dinosaurs and then soon after they when they arrive on the island, um the T-Rex introduction scene when he attacks the Ford Explorers is also fucking just hands down probably the most iconic. But like scene-wise, my favorite is when the two raptors come into that industrial-sized kitchen and hunt the kids. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. God, that is like a masterclass on just suspense and how you just put together and draw everything out just as long as you can. Even like the fake... Um, the the fake I, I I had a word for it, but when you think that they're about to attack the daughter or the granddaughter, and it's a, the, reflection, the reflection, yeah, yeah, it's just he does his little reflection trick twice in this, yeah, the mirror and the jeep, yep, and the or the explorer, whatever. Uh, what is your two sentence summary for Jurassic Park? 
Just say it. I'll add the music later. I don't want to stop it. No, I get it. Now. <laughs> you remember that movie Michael Crichton did where the main attractions at the theme park attacked and tried to kill the patrons? No, not that one. The other one he did 20 years earlier called Westworld. Oh, he did do Westworld. Yeah, and it's pretty much, he's like, ah, I'm going to save the bones of this, dig it up in 20 years and create Jurassic Park. Because it's the same thing. It's the attractions that go nuts. And here it's the dinosaurs you can't control and kill the people. Now, granted, Westworld was an existing theme park already. And here this wasn't quite active yet. But it's amazing how much there are similarities don't with... They, it's a good idea. Let's do it again. Don't the robots just gain sentience? Something like that. In Westworld. I tried to watch the show. I couldn't get it. The first it. season is great, and it just goes... And it kind of derails after that. But the first season is good. The movie was weird. It kind of creeped me out, too. That Yule Brenner robot thing, and his face would come off, and him as the... Hunting yeah. down the other... kind of want to watch dudes. that. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just... It's a little dated, because yeah. it's 73. Yeah. So it's 20 years, like literally 20 years. And he didn't write a book first. So this was actually a movie he wrote and directed. If you were going to do a Magic Wanderer recast, what would you do with this? <laughs> Mine was a Magic Wand, and it's a little lengthy, but it's not. it has nothing to do with the movie itself in its own It's about an timeline. episode of Seinfeld I saw. Um, honestly, I wish in many ways that Jurassic Park had been just a standalone film and didn't become a giant franchise. Oh, most definitely. Um, it does, it's, I've, I've only seen parts of the one of the sequels. I had no desire. The first one wrapped itself up perfectly. I, and look... I'm readily willing to admit there are two other movies that I enjoy of the franchise. I like the second one, not because it's a great movie. It has a shit ton of plot holes, but a lot of the action sequences are so greatly directed by Spielberg. And well, I don't, he did the second one? Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is not great as what's well. What's the second one called? The Lost World. And what's the third one called? Uh, third one's Jurassic Park 3. Okay. It's just... Roman oh, numeral that's right. Three. They yeah. had the yeah. Um, but the uh, the other one that I like is the reboot when they did Jurassic World, and it was a legit park at that time. But it's just <clears throat> it's one of those things where the quality of character and story are essential to any film, and the original Jurassic Park is the only entry where the series seems to have known that. And I'm a fan of the other ones, but I never had any desire. Much, but there's not as much character development. They're yeah, just it's, it's it's a look at the dinosaurs. <laughs> Look at the shark. Yeah, look at the shark. But it's here, a creature feature. Right. And so I just feel that Jurassic Park would have been that much more impactful if they had, you know, just been one and done. But the problem is, is these studios are owned by giant corporations that want money. Money. They want products to sell. The beagle has escaped his enclosure. I don't know if anyone can hear that. Uh, yeah, you're talking about all the... See, I have no desire to see any of the sequels. It's okay. Any of the reboot? Did they reboot it or did they just continue it? They continued. They continued. It was Jurassic World was another, and I think it was on the same island because they end up making a visit at some point in the first one to an old area where Jurassic World took place, and they end up <clears throat> uh, jumpstarting a jeep that said mm -hmm. Jurassic uh, Park on it. I believe is I the remember. is the main character Chris Pratt? Is he supposed to be Tim? Now. They don't he, really say. No, he's just a tough guy wrangler, knows the Raptors kind of thing. Yeah, it's, Is his the, name Tim? Oh, I don't remember. Owen. His name is Owen something. So it's probably not Tim. So it's not, no. Is I see his, what you mean. Is, I see how you're going. I've completely forgot that 
The other grandchild was named Tim. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't don't they bring Alan Grant back in? They bring Alan Grant back in Jurassic Park three, and they bring all of them together in the final of the second trilogy of movies. Gotcha. So. Are the second is the newer one? Are the newer ones? Are they supposed to be more like a trilogy? Whereas the yes. first ones are just like money grabs. They're kind of cobbled together. The, yeah, this one they work <clears> a little <throat> more in unison, but. They're all right, but they're not rewatchable like the first one. You don't go back. Yeah, and a most lot. most most reboots and stuff aren't. Are usually, yeah, it's rare. Um, Rogue One, but I think a reboot, yeah, very rewatchable. Correct. Um, I think one of one of the greatest things about this movie is, and why these like you watch it now, it's like the visual effects still hold up really well. And I think the reason why is because Spielberg Spielberg was able to. Um, properly blend practical correct with the cgi and you're not 100 percent certain when you're looking at it is that the big t-rex head or is that cgi i mean yeah it's most likely the big t-rex head is i have something in, in your camera yeah something in trivia that but that's what's so is. awesome about it it's like it's blended so well that you don't know where the change takes place which is makes I'm it gonna, so seamless i'm yeah. gonna tell you where the change is in trivia um Oh, I do remember. I do remember a few weeks after seeing the movie, um, I bought the soundtrack and I I took it over to a friend's house who had these huge home theater speakers. And it was really fun. Just that opening, like the opening credits. It's like the first track on the disc was only like 34 seconds long and you get those big boom boom. Mm -hmm. And just being able to relive it when you didn't go to the movies. It was like right being right back in the theater when I would go and just hit the play for by the first track. It's only like 30 seconds. And we'd just stand there and it would be cranked super loud. <laughs> and you would just hear these ding, ding. Oh, and it was just so – it was enthralling because that's probably one of – I would probably say it's probably one of his top five scores. Oh, sure. Jurassic Park. Superman, Star Wars, Jaws, Jurassic Park, yeah, um, and then maybe the Raiders March, Indiana sure, Jones, yeah, Raiders, yeah, His, and he, and that's Spielberg-ish just yeah, movies. yeah. Way to reduce James, uh, not James, uh, John Williams' career down to a quick yeah, this, 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 yeah, it's just these five. He also did ET, right? ET's great too, but it's just different. I didn't. I didn't have anything big for a magic wand or a recast. Uh, I did see in trivia. I didn't mention it because I wanted to mention it here. James Cameron was uh, interested in doing this. Uh, really? Okay. He said his would have been way more violent, <laughs> more like aliens. I feel like it would have been an R. Yeah, and that I think would because he yeah that that's kind of the magic wand I want. I want. I'd like to see a James Cameron version of this, which would be uh, would be very cool. What's but we- he, he's glad he after he saw this he was glad he didn't get it because he likes this movie as anybody that's <laughs> yeah I mean it's how can you not it's such a great popcorn flick you know it's just it has I think what's what is fun with Jurassic Park compared to Jaws is while Jaws they were limited in what they could do sure here there were so many more additional suspenseful sequences that just felt. 
Well, there's more places for dinosaurs to hide Correct. in a jungle and in a building than there are sharks in the water. <laughs> the one shark in the water. In the one water. In the one water. Uh, as far as trivia goes, now, I didn't know this at the time, but those dinosaurs aren't real. Holy shit. Yeah. Those are animations uh, done with a computer. The only thing that really stands or, out is that flock of whatever... Seagulls. Yes, that's they it. Ran, they ran so Those far are, That's the only scene that kind of stands out a little bit, but everything else is so Even seamless. That. And it's not that bad, no. Um, the Kind of the way Top Gun generated so much interest in being a pilot, uh, Jurassic Park uh, generated a lot of interest in paleontology. Okay. And uh, I don't have a number of what percentage, but um, paleontology. Were there paleontology... Uh, recruitment desks outside of theaters yeah. but you know, colleges <laughs> colleges reported an uptick in people annoying. interested in paleontology yeah it's just kind of cool uh they universal studios paid michael crichton two million dollars for the rights to this before the novel was even published wow um, and a callback to your favorite line the triceratops shit uh it was actually just clay mud <laughs> uh, with straw in it and um, honey and papaya mixed in and on top, so flies would want to want to come onto it. Okay, that makes sense. But <laughs> um, she's tenacious. The, the shots you have no idea. The shots that are uh, of a full fledged creature, like its full body, those are the CG. The ones where they're up close and show a partial, those are the basically you the see mechanical. a foot come down, or you see just the head, or something like that. That's, that is, it's a robot. Yeah. And they look so great, man. Stan Winston. Mm. The uh, I'm sure Ben Burt did the sound design on this. Wouldn't surprise me. But the T-Rex steps are the sounds of sequoias falling. Really? Yeah, when they come. That's unique. I mean, I'm, they're processed heavily. Yes. But, um, we've Cut me down another sequoia. I need that sound again. We've mentioned this uh, before, especially in um, our episode about the fly, which you can check out. Uh, Dr. Malcolm wears all black, a la... Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, because you, you statistically you're allowed some number of spending too much time picking out your. Well, outfit. you get a certain number of choices each day, and a certain number of those choices are going to be the correct choice for whatever you do. So, wasting one of those good or correct choices on what you're going to wear seems frivolous to some folks. Einstein, Doctor Seth Brundle, Doctor Ian Malcolm, Steve Jobs. Two of those people are real, and two of those people are played by Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and being that he's a statistical chaos theory, you know, it makes complete sense that he would wear the same thing every day so as not to burn up a good choice on wearing a Soundgarden t-shirt to work that day or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I actually think about that all the time when I'm grabbing a shirt to wear. It's like, I'm wasting a choice. <laughs> I think what's fun with these characters is they all have their own good lines in the movie they're not all malcolm you know yeah they all they all contribute to the script itself it's not the ian malcolm show which i'm kind of sure what becomes later. in the second movie which is also why fun didn't with this one. why didn't uh, sam neill want to do the second movie i have no idea but i'm pretty sure that to show up for the third one it was for a paycheck i'm sure it was uh, I didn't do also rans because the trivia on this was massive and long, and most of the trivia same with was, Jaws, and I. That's why so I didn't. That's why I didn't do the the casting um, alternates. But one that was funny was Jim Carrey audition for the role of Malcolm, which 
kind of could have worked if they did 93 though oh man he's right been, on the he'd have been hard to keep under yeah um and i'm sure we mentioned it or maybe we didn't i don't know but the that's one big pile of shit line was improvised <laughs> it's two bits of trivia about a pile of shit so <laughs> we've mentioned the pile of shit three times separately in this here's a nice piece of shit <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else or do you want to talk about? Does it still hold up? Oh my God. Yes, it still holds up. Um, when you get a lot of oohs and ahs with the special effects, but, um, Jurassic Park is, 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 is a genuine character based drama with, you have these compelling, like society, societal issues and, um, like historical commentary. I feel like it's aged like, a really good fine wine because the more you watch it the further you get away from the original the more you realize how how accurate it, it, it was um, but I think it's the ethical dilemma that Jurassic Park does that makes it really stand out I guess um, the focus of the movie is is not really like you said on the as on the dinosaurs themselves but it's the arrogance of man, which leads to their revival, you know? Sure. It's that whole line. It's that whole 45 seconds with, with Ian Malcolm talking about, you know, um, you know, they did this, they did this and they did that. And they, they, they were so excited about wanting to be able to do it that they did. Well, how does the line go? Um, uh, hold on. I'm just going to. Okay. Please enjoy this music while we wait. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. You, too, can reenact your favorite moments from Jurassic Park, like the one you just heard, or... It's the Jurassic Park Command Compound with an electronic computer that says over a hundred commands. Send help! We need more firepower! The computer help. helps you control Jurassic Park. Got it! T-Rex! Attack him! Yeah. Jurassic Park Electronic Talking Command Compound figures and dinosaurs sold separately. Batteries not included. Who is it? <laughs> Send help. Who's asking for help? Is it someone's grandma? Who needs 100 commands? It's probably just like 102. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it said with over 100 commands that it verbally tells you with the, the fence or whatever it is with your compound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what hundred commands? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I mean, like, send help is a big one. Yeah, it is. No, what I'm talking about is, like, we need at least a hundred. Do you think a kid actually... Say, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> probably, a, probably a dollar a command. I'll bet that thing was a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, at least. Back then. <laughs> Never had any of them. Goddamn. 
As he shoot it, shoots the net over. Let's reenact science. <laughs> yeah, science. At least one of them had to be like, move the semen into the cryo tube. <laughs> now remove semen and inject into egg. Incubate. The raptor egg is hatching. Oh, the ones Bring you, in Dr. Hammond. Once you get into like the 80s, they're, they're pretty scraping the bottom of the barrel on that. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, my batteries are dying. <laughs> Send batteries. her. Send her. Please help. Can you please call dad? Why? We need, we need more batteries. We need for more batteries. Toy. Can you bring some more batteries home? I saw some in mom's bedside table. I'll get them. They're too big. They don't fit. She's, <laughs> she's got a big pink dinosaur in there. I'll bring that in too. A vibratosaur. Cool. <laughs> oh, it's eating a rabbit. Look. Oh, ew. It's kind of sticky. Gross. Okay. Uh, I just. What's fun about this movie is just how. Again, how primal it works on your primal fears. You know, the dinosaurs don't have some vendetta against like the humans in here. They're just doing what animals do are naturally disposed to do, you know? Yeah. You know, and so I think that's why the film works so well. Um, it's Spielberg who, at the height of his power and craft, most likely, um, surrounding himself by A list collaborators like Dean Cundy, the director of photography, longtime editor. Uh, Michael Kahn and composer John Williams and special effects greats like Stan Winston, who's on the ground with the me- like with the mechanical models and, and things like that. And Dennis Muren heading up the CGI. That's why it works so well. It's like he just like got the best people. He got the best people to do the best work for the best movie. And that's why it was amazing. I mean, the man had I, the man had three movies that held the top echelon of like biggest movie ever for jaws for two years and then when he did et et held it for about a decade Damn. and then jurassic park came in and then jurassic park held it until titanic came <laughs> but i James mean cameron was like fuck you <laughs> titanic, i'm, I'm gonna violent. do it i'm gonna do it and then i'm gonna do it again with the uh, avatar <laughs> i have no interest Dances with wolves in space. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie holds up for people of a certain age. I don't think you could put whatever the fucking generation is now in front of it. I get it. It's not it it's not the light up Times Square bells and whistles show that kids and people nowadays seem to like Jurassic World looks like a fucking neon light extravaganza. I get it, yeah. Uh, There's so much more dinosaur and so much more CGI too. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, th- but for people of a certain age, I think this movie absolutely holds up. The effects are fucking great. Like it's, I mean, come on. Obviously, dinosaurs aren't real. Well, they're they're not they're not alive anymore. Is what I mean. <laughs> dinosaurs birds, aren't real. Birds aren't real. Check the facts, man. Uh, but fuck me, they look impeccable. They do. It's just. They seem pretty seamless. And they it's actually, like, it's a bit, a bit of trivia that I didn't put in. They discovered not long after this, maybe a couple of years after this came out, most dinosaurs were actually feathered. They were like birds. And right. Less reptilian looking and more bird 
Because they've you've seen. I'm sure it doesn't matter. Every dinosaur you've seen though looks like they came out of the movie from Jurassic Park. Now, sure, yeah, but I'm sure you've seen that one fossil of the the winged dinosaur with the feathers there with it. Right. Yeah, that's what most of them look like. But a lot of them flightless. Most of them are flightless. Um, Let's reenact science. my favorite i'm pretty sure our high school band used this music for na, na, na. that was part of it yeah na, na, na. you're not gonna do the whole song are you no i'm Jerry. that's cool. it um the uh i wasn't in i wasn't in band but they used to get like packages of music yeah. that would be part of your show and i i don't know what year it was but i'm i remember i remember them doing the jurassic park theme and they didn't have an 80-piece orchestra or whatever he had. But it was effective enough. Yeah. It's odd to see that music on a football field played by a bunch of pasty white kids from middle middle America. Right. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jurassic Park still holds up. It's a... Spielberg has changed what he's done with movies. He has. I think that by the end of the 90s, um, I think that... Honestly, I think his catalog has changed significantly after 9-11. Um, I still enjoy his work. This was the last big kind of popcorn-y type movie that he's really yeah, the done. The next thing he did was Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. wanted, he wanted to do Schindler's List right after um, – what, what, what did he do right before Jurassic Park? Hook, I think, possibly. Mm-hmm. He did some. He did something big, and he wanted to go right into Jurassic – or right into Schindler's List. And they were like, do this first, and you can do Schindler's List. Give everybody something fun, and then you can bum everybody the fuck out. Uh, and that's what happened. And then he made about seventeen great big giant dump truck loads of money off of this movie. Sure did. And uh, and then all of its other sequels that his name is still li- either listed as director with the second one, and usually an EP for all the other ones. Which I'm, I'll bet that phone. I bet it's a phone call. It looks like this. Hey, hey we're gonna do this. Can we do Jurassic Fart? Uh, sure. <laughs> and then he gets a fucking shitload of money. Well, he probably makes more money off saying sure to a fucking Jurassic Park sequel than you and I will make in our entire life. Sure. There it is. Another $100 million. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let's just let me take my wife to... Are they still marrying him and Kate Capshaw? Yeah. Right. Well, that's a uh, very heavily edited and rushed through second half for Jurassic Park. <coughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Sorry. It was a little more genuine the first time we talked about it. Well, the first until, 10 minutes. Yeah. Were. Who can say what the rest of it would have been? Yeah. We just don't know. Just like... You know, the shark didn't work in Jaws. The laptop doesn't work for us. It's going to it's gonna be a boon to our swan song. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Thinking positively. What are we doing next? Well, we have listed here um, Superman, the original OG Superman the movie, 78, and yeah. Batman, 89. Because it seems appropriate to pair those two together as Superman and Batman. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Now, I was going to ask a question that I immediately regret even thinking, but <laughs> does it seem fair to watch Superman and two Superman 2 and count, count that as the same story? Because you really only get... Do you want to cram Superman and Superman 2 together and it's technically three movies, but we're counting Superman as one and we just watch... Because Superman's great. It and sure is. I understand where you're going. But the 
Superman one and two complete the story with. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Fuck, Richard Lester took over toward the end of Superman two, didn't he? He had to do extra stuff in order to get his name listed as director because of how much Donner did before he was fired from doing it. Because they were shooting these movies back to back. How much Donner Dunn did? Yep, how much Donner Dunn did. Um, I'm okay with including Superman and Superman two in the conversation and then doing Batman. Just Batman. Yeah, just eighty nine Batman. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And not that they, not cause because the, a we've already done Batman Returns, but b I I feel like with not to get into it, but you get Batman's origin story for the four zillionth fu- first actually a four zillion fucking times. Yeah, but you, you you get a bit of a trilogy. I mean, every movie should be a trilogy, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, in and of itself, but you get everything. In Batman, as little as there is to some some people would say, I'd be okay with doing. Let's not go. Let's count Superman one and two as one movie. Don't, Absolutely, don't do your favorite scenes from each. You get one favorite scene out of that whole. Sure, let's count that as one big four hour fucking movie. I'm 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 good with that. Okay, Jeff, you okay with that? I knew you would be. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it'll be- I had a feeling that you would. I'm like, how is it that we're doing Superman but not two? I'm like, well, we did three, and now we're doing one, but we're not going to cover two. I can completely see why you would say that, and I 100% agree that one and two kind of be need to be paired together. Yeah, and I might even watch the Richard Donner cut instead of the fucking. I'll watch. I'll watch what you saw as a kid. <clears throat> I'll watch this what I saw as a kid, and I'll I'll probably even watch the Donner cut because I like them both. In, I love the in different cut. ways. That's great. Because we'll go into more detail for those that don't know about why the Donner Cut was what it was and why it uses the same ending from the first movie. Because they weren't done with the second one, and that ending's decided to slap it on for the first one. Okay. But that's enough of that. We won't get... That's a story for a different day. Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned for that for next time, gang. Superman, it'll it'll be 1978 and 1980. Correct. Superman 1 and 2. And then Batman 89. The OG for us. We'll get to that next time. So bone up, watch up, shape up, ship out. And in the meantime, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopet Media production. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You too can reenact your favorite moments from Jurassic Park, like the one you just heard. 